Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. Today, I am cautiously optimistic about the podcast between myself and Ryan Long, found on Ryan Long Comedy. I had come across some of his videos, which were going viral, uh, and it was centered around political correctness, making fun of both sides of the political spectrum. Now, the ones that have gone really, really viral are probably mo poking a little bit more fun at the extreme left, not just the left. And uh, the more I lo started looking at his comments on how much this video was celebrated and a few people that were saying, I'm deeply offended, I wanted to have a conversation about what does comedy look like right now? Uh, are people self-censoring? Are they afraid to go out there? Um, and without a doubt, this conversation was really enlightening. He brought up some points that I've never considered, brought up a couple of points that I was maybe a little bit uncomfortable with, but that's the whole point of having a conversation. Matter of fact, I probably talked a little bit too much about Joe Rogan and his, you know, having conversations that are tough and, and him kind of being the litmus test of things that are out there right now. But uh, without a doubt, uh, Ryan gave me a lot to think about and push back on, on some things, which I, again, greatly appreciated. So um, at the end of the episode, we talk about his comedy channel. And it, so, but I'll, I'll say this up front too, Ryan Long Comedy. I'll have the links in the description. Uh, but I sincerely appreciated the very honest, very candid, can, candid conversation around this podcast. And quite frankly, uh, he even made the point, if you're wanting to be offended and you're listening to this to be offended, then don't listen. Uh, if you're wanting to hear a great candid conversation, then go right ahead. Uh, but I will say there is a language warning and there are some things that, you know, we get into that might offend you. If you are easily offended, this podcast episode is not for you. So you've been warned. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this one. Ryan Long. Yeah. There's also something funny about all the people that kind of were fans of South Park and now they like hate stuff that, you know, those guys would have been doing because they've changed so much. I, really? How do you think they changed? Like, basically, there's like a million people on the internet that are essentially like professional reply guys and, you know, getting mad at people and telling people why they're racist. And then you're like, yeah, but if South Park was your favorite show. And they're like, not anymore. <laughs> well, I, great segue. I guess this is a rolling intro. Um, hey, Ryan Long is our guest today. Ryan, I discovered you, full disclosure, I discovered you because I'm a 48-year-old guy who is not cool enough or hip enough to have discovered you. So a 19-year-old pointed out uh, some of the things you've done, and then I nice. fell into that pit. But speaking of which, this is a great segue, I, I, I've seen the arc of South Park and, and that they've gone a little bit more libertarian, I'll just call it that. And, but I've, I've just seen the rise of people that have said, okay, we've gone too far on both sides. Let's make fun of both sides equally. And I've noticed that I've been now tracking some of your work and you criticize, uh, no, you lampoon both sides, but it seems like the most of the feedback you're getting is on more on one side. Am I correct in that? Do you mean feedback of people that are angry or feedback of people that like it? Both, because it both points to the same direction from what I'm seeing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, go ahead. I think, uh, I think I kind of understand what you're saying. And there is something to be said about the fact that one of those sides kind of controls the narrative of media. And, uh, you know, I live in New York City and I've been in comedy and entertainment my whole life. So I'm talking with the people that I'm around or, you know, tend, tend to be 
you know, at least grew up in like a liberal metropolitan and they kind of have those sensibilities. So there's also this vibe of one of those places is kicking people out and one of those places is recruiting. So if you look at what the right left wing, no matter, you know, there's so many people, like if you look at like the Joe Rogan uh, world or whatever, Absolutely. there's all these liberal professors and they come and they're like, I like Bernie Sanders. They're begging people to call them liberal, right? They're like, I swear I'm liberal. And then the liberals are all like, well, not, you're not liberal enough. And they're like, I like socialized healthcare. And the right's kind of like, ah, whatever, get over here. So it's kind of what happens when, you know, the same way that there was like a, before when the right was kind of more in control and it was like religious stuff, you know, there would be, those were the topics that you weren't allowed to talk about, right? If you, you talked about God or Jesus a certain way, that would be like really blasphemous. They'd be like, well, you can't be on this side if you hate that stuff. And then the left was like, yeah, dude, well, you can say anything over here. Like, come on over. So it kind of always flips and flops back and forth, but it, the more puritanical side generally is the one that has more control of the institutions. Well, it seems to me that it's ironic that the more puritanical side is now, without a doubt, the extreme left. And um, the whole, well, again, I'm 40, I'm in my 40s. Yeah. And I just remember the whole PMRC thing. So growing up, I thought Prince was God, still kind of do. But, you know, the, the, without a doubt, the right went after Prince, although technically yeah. the PMRC was started by uh, Al Gore's wife. But, um, it, like freedom of speech was was kind of a leftist thing, and 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 I think this has been kind of the unusual Joe Roganization slash South Park of it's okay to make fun of both sides, but now I've seen more pushback on um, the thought police, the speech police coming from the left. And, I mean, and, and yeah, it, that's that's of course, but you know what? One of the things I try to do, like in in my comedy anyway, is. I try, you know, some of these internet videos are a little on the nose politically, but the truth is I kind of, it's the same people, right? So we're adding these labels to things that already existed. So now we're saying this is the left and this is the right. But the truth is there's like a certain type of person that has kind of dogmatic thinking. And with social media, it's more prevalent than ever. Like a lot of these people that are telling people what they can say on the internet, if they grew up in Texas, they'd be the ones telling you not to burn flags. Like it's, it's more of a personality thing, right? And Absolutely. if you just happen to be born somewhere, it's like this person that was a hardcore Christian here, if they were born, you know, an Indian dude in, in uh, I don't know, wherever, somewhere that's like extremely, you know, hardcore Muslim, they would have been that, right? So it's, it's a lot of a personality type and we kind of act like it's this political thing because that's how like it manifests itself, but that's not really what's- A hundred percent, which is exactly yeah. why I wanted you on. Cause like, if your side's doing it, then it's funny. And if yeah. your side's not doing it, then it's offensive because like, uh, like we'll talk about some of your more viral videos, but you had one not too long ago about a Karen, a male Karen and a male Karen pretending to me, be, I, like it was genius because Thank you. Pe people, because like the whole Karen situation has a political slant to it. And it's fun to make fun of entitled middle-aged white women. People oh, yeah, aren't offended by that, right? The internet, the internet turned on them. <laughs> <laughs> Right. There was, like a, there was like a couple of years where it was like men are the worst and girls are like, hell yeah, dude, guys suck. And then then the internet like five minutes later was like, yeah, also white women suck. And they're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the important thing is, is like at both times, people are laughing and going, ah, you got me. If they really are like open to it. And, and this is, you're not going to find a person more centrist than myself. Like, Right. But, and I'm tired of also being accused of being either side. 
you know, I, I'm very yeah. open-minded about a lot of things like, oh, you're such a liberal and you're, you're liberal. And yet at the same time, I'm like lean more libertarian. Well, you're just a conservative and well, sheep's they see clothing. these things as non-negotiable, right? Like there's certain things yes. that they see as non-negotiables. And if you don't sign up for those on the platform, like you don't get to say, oh, I'm religious, but like, you know, I don't really think there's a God. And, you know, I don't, I believe in some of the commandments, but not the others. They don't like, they don't see it like that, right? If you're not actively, they see themselves, you know, you see even the memes on the internet of like the way that, you know, people that are part of this like ideology think they go, you know, one side is saying we just want to help people and make their lives better and save lives. And the other side is saying like, these guys are the worst, you know what I mean? Yeah, they can and, die. Right. But and a lot of people, you know, I get a lot of criticism about that kind of stuff. And they'll say things like, um, you know, I did the one video that was really big, like saying wokes and races are the same or whatever. And they were kind of like the, they're like one of the criticisms would be just because they're saying the same things. It's like um, if you have like a doctor and a murderer and it's like we want to operate on people and it's like those are the same thing. And, and because they're saying and that's like they're saying that's like the straw man I'm making or whatever. But you're like, well, if the doctor was operating and killing the same amount of people as the murderer, then, you know, obviously the criticism is that, yeah, it's not working, though. Like, even if you think Trump's the worst guy in the world and, you know, this guy needs to be out of office, even if, if so, if you do think that this like yelling at people on the Internet and scolding, you're like, it clearly isn't working. Is it driving more people to your side? Like, is it working? So even if you believe that and that's your thing and I want to make the world a better place and this is how I think to do it, your methods clearly aren't working. <laughs> You know, so even if even if you like grant that, that you're like, OK, even if that was the case, you're still kind of, in my opinion, wrong. Right. Well, I, and one of the reasons why I want to have you on is that I don't want this to be the death of comedy. It's not. But, no. Well, no. I, if, if anything, like it's been f interesting to see how there's been a backlash. I, I like the biggest, most obvious case is when Rotten Tomatoes had um the, yeah, Ron Tomatoes is wild. They don't give a shit, dude. Well, but the but the, the, the fan votes. But the, right, the 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 when the um Dave Chappelle series came out so on, on Netflix, and that got a zero percent from just <laughs> a crazy, few yeah. until they opened it up to fan, and then it got a ninety nine percent fresh. The people that said no, it's deeply offensive. And by the way, it was offensive. Like he opened up some things, and I'm like, as a dad, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. But comedy is supposed. to to push buttons or now, it's not you know what i mean like i think even the not to you know everyone can have their own ideology but like the idea that comedy is supposed to push buttons isn't even necessarily true like i think the problem is people are deciding what comedy is supposed to do and mm. then making their camp's opinion the most important one like the truth is some comedy isn't doesn't push buttons like jerry seinfeld wasn't pushing buttons right he was like Making What's the deal with that? Yeah, right. Yeah, there's lots of Jim Gaffigan's not pushing buttons, and there's no like right or wrong. I mean, there was always, there's always been this argument in comedy, and all these arguments that have taken place. Like you've been, you know, I've been, I'm 34, so I've been long enough to see a couple cycles, but I'm sure you've seen like things switch a couple times. But back in the day, like when there was the Dice Clays and the Kinnisons, there was the alt comics, and then there was the club comics, and they would kind of say, "Oh, these guys are bad," and then they would say, "You guys aren't funny." And these wars have sort of always taken place. Yeah. It's just now they've like attached themselves to like a puritanical political ideology. That's a really good point because the Lenny Bruces of the world, like really early people like that, yeah. Um, to to a, a greater extent, George Carlin. You're right. There's nothing Dude, new. Both in the sun. sides use George Carlin as like an example of why they're right. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I, how many times do you see people like you see you see what Bill Maher <laughs> yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. That's the truth. And then the next week, that guy's an idiot because. <laughs> 
he you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. swings for both fences well, because george carlin kind of uh subscribed to the idea of punching down and punching up but he also subscribed to the idea that here are the words that you're not supposed to see here's the seven words that the media doesn't want you to say and i'm going to say all of them so you know it's like i think it is complicated but a lot of times people say oh you can't say this and that so a lot of times you you make fun of these um sacred cows so to speak and they say you're punching down for making fun of the sacred cows. And like the argument to that would be like, no, I'm making fun of you for telling me I can't say them. And it, it, it kind of becomes this like loop. And, you know, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other. Like there is sometimes where people are just being a dick. And there is sometimes where people are fighting back against what they see as like an, um, a, a, uh, an onslaught on what they're allowed to say. And you make, and that adds like so much comedic value, right? Like just from, being like a child, you can think of the most basic sense. Someone's like, you're not allowed to say shit in church. And you're like, that's going to be hilarious to say. So <laughs> they, they don't understand like the part of the equation. Like the more you tell someone they can't do it. It's like, if there's anything, you know, comedians hate, it's being told what to do. It's like, there's, we're a bunch of babies, but also, you know, like naturally contrarian in a lot of ways. So, yeah. Well, I, I think that, um, that's really good insight. I appreciate that. I, I, I've had some other, like one time, um, and I knew what I was getting into because this, this particular guest is really opinionated and very, I, I love her personality. Exactly, you could say her? Is Soledad O'Brien. Oh, okay. I don't know her. And, oh, look her up. Um, and she was, and I was like kind of going down the, this, like, it's okay to laugh at some things. She's like, but this, like, it's, she's like, when, when was like joking about a woman being raped ever funny? There, there has been some pushback. Anything can be funny. It's like crazy. The idea that like, I mean. Put it this way. Have you ever and your friends ever like joked about heinous shit and laughed and you're like, so what are we wrong or wasn't fun? Like you can say it's, yeah. you can, it, it's funny and you're not supposed to do it. And that's kind of what they're saying. And that, and those boundaries always move. And the trick is in an audience to kind of be like a little above those boundaries. You feel like you're surfing, but you land the trick. You don't fall over. You know, that, that does bring me back to memories. I remember, well, terrible. But yeah, like right again, showing my age, they were making jokes about the space shuttle blowing up when I was a kid. Right. And horrible, never should say these things in public. And, and I, I think that was kind of her point. Like there's certain things that probably shouldn't be celebrated, but are. So my question is. But again, that, 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 uh, to go back to my kind of thing I was saying five seconds yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the reasons it gets funnier is the fact that you're really not supposed to do it. So it becomes this harder joke. It's like landing a, you know, doing a double black diamond as opposed to a green hill. So, you know, when you're joking about hamburgers, mm. the difficulty level of how much you're going to get trouble is one and the difficulty level of the double black diamonds. I mean, where they're, they're right is, so where comedians are wrong is they have this idea that like we should be able to joke about anything and it shouldn't be harder. The truth is like, it is going to be harder to joke about these topics. Yeah. And that's, that is the case like if you want to make a joke about 9 11 you know the day after it happened like that better be the you know the best joke anyone's ever heard that's you know has really you know nailed it in all of the different ways that you know could offend people if you're going to make them laugh about it but i guess where i would say the comedians are right is a lot of times in comedy right now people are doing stuff for an audience and it actually did work. They landed the trick and then someone watches it after and they get mad at it. You know, so I, I've seen a lot of my friends, people will come into audiences and they'll go, this person made this joke and it was in poor taste and no one liked it. And you're like, I was there. He murdered like everyone in that crowd <laughs> walked away being like, that was awesome. You know, so it, it's this like, 
even if it does land, they they say you shouldn't be in trouble. But I mean, the, the, the kind of rules are already worked into the game by definition. Yeah. So let me ask you, that's a really interesting because like my first inclination, okay, dad of two, I've got three kids, two of them are girls. And I'm like, no, nice. rape was never, ever, ever. And so what rubs me the wrong way would probably be that. However, I guess also you're talking about well, I mean, intent. just Louis C.K., like one of his big jokes on especially, he was like, you know, obviously you should never like rape a woman unless you want to have sex and she doesn't. In which case, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? That's kind of the joke, right? Uh, and uh, right. it's, you know, whether you like it or not, he has, there's lots of little ones like that. And I know a lot of other people, I just name him because he's so famous that it usually a lot right. of people kind of know his bits or whatever. But there's, I mean, I mean there's just a million people who've managed to pull that off and it, it doesn't come across as this guy's like, you know, wants to hurt women or whatever. And it's just yeah. a matter of, you know, you establish a relationship with your audience. Like you probably wouldn't make that joke to your grandmother, but you might make that joke drunk at bars with your friends. And so. right. Well, I, I think that was going to be my question. Then I guess a lot of it is on intent and or entertainment value because like, again, if we're being honest with ourselves, like a lot of times when you pick and choose when and how you're offended, I think is, is the rub that some people have. Well, is I that, think choosing is the problem. You are or you aren't, and you're allowed to have those yeah. opinions. But the conscious choice is, to me, the problem. Like, you know mm. what I mean? You mm. sit down, and the person hasn't told the joke yet, and you're, like, waiting. <laughs> you're waiting to get mad. And then when they say something that makes you mad, you aren't offended. You're like, good. Now I get to be mad. That's it. That's what I'll get. They're pumped. Like, when they're, someone's going through someone's podcast to get mad at them, no, they I, hear something, and they go, oh. Yes. They hear right. something, and they go, yes. Right. Got them. <clears throat> Right. So, well, I, I, yeah. I actually, you, you made a video about that. Uh, like, yeah, I, yeah exactly. and again, I'm not trying to make this a, I'm a fan video, but like when you had the, I'm cutting up video for both CNN or no, it's both MSNBC <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Fox genius, because I, I still can't get over the amount of people that like, I hate Trump and I'm going to spend 10 hours today monitoring his account, waiting to be offended. I'm like, I know. Wow. Like, you're replying to him like what are you doing just right like for I, I, who? I, who's this for right I, I full disclosure you know don't like him either but like right I'm living my I think life that's a lot of normal people are like i don't know this guy's fucking wild i don't know <laughs> well but, but as a so as a person that like again I, i'm 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 sitting firmly in that dad role of like i like for things to be i mean i'm not saying i was raised by warden june cleaver but you know, I like for things to be tasteful, but at the same time, like, man, I do love me some Netflix Dave Chappelle you know, special. So right. I understand that there's a balance there. My fear has always been, I just don't, I just love to use comedy or at least reflect on comedy as a, as a litmus test or like seeing where we're at. I, I, I seriously, we started off this conversation by talking about South Park. I, I, South Park has equally offended everybody. And now people have just, and it's funny how they've given up. Like back in 1996, man, I'm telling you, everybody was after them. And they just kept trying to hit that dead horse and really? the dead I horse think never reacted. I always forget that, yeah, because you always look back and you go, man, like it wasn't like this before. And then other people were like, no, no, it was. <laughs> it yeah. just wasn't social media. So they were getting hit hard by everyone at the time? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't have noticed. Even, yeah. even, even the story of them getting Team America World Police, it was rated uh, X, then NC-17, then R. And they said in an interview, we just kept making it worse. They basically right. had a puppet sex scene 
yeah, that yeah, they yeah. said it was too graphic and they said, okay. And the, the people that were on the board of watching this, they had to watch it like, uh, like 11 or 12 times. And finally <laughs> they're like, they knew that they didn't watch it because they, they finally slapped an R rating on it just <laughs> yeah. to be done. And they said, thank you. Had, had you guys approved our original version, it was much cleaner. So like, I respect those guys in the sense that right. they're trying to get us to look at ourselves, which I think, and mind you, I agree with you that not all comedy has to be edgy. Jerry wasn't that way. Like Bill Cosby wasn't that way, ironically. But yeah, they're making a point. I think all right, the but there's all truth in there. Yeah. Absolutely. We're all reflecting. I think that's why comedy is important. We're reflecting. Pressure and even if it's dark, if we're laughing at things that are dark, it says something. Like, or, or we just need a laugh. Like, the, the famous, um, the, what, three weeks after September 11th, and Rudy Giuliani comes out there and said, um, it was talking to Lauren Michaels when they says, you know, let's make people laugh. And then he said, well, when does that ever happen on Saturday Night Live? And everybody's like, it's okay. It's, it's comfortable <laughs> laugh. We can make jokes now again. I think comedy is very important. So yeah. every now and then I just get in some ways inspired and in some ways like, ooh, because I, I watch people get beaten down. And of course, there's blurred lines between what is comedy and what is social commentary. Joe Rogan is that line. Is yeah, he on comedy? Yeah, podcast, for sure. Not right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have said that, his podcast. Yeah. Uh, like Because I, I see some horrible things written about some of the remarks he makes. And sometimes the remarks are, yeah, man, he shouldn't have said that. But he is defending free speech. Or is he empowering people to act like assholes? That's that line. But no matter what, I, I like free speech is free speech and it's pretty amazing. And if you're offended by it, then don't listen to his show. Yeah. And it also depends on, you know, like when you talk about like Rogan in those comments, it's always like I always try to go like one step further where really the question isn't is that good or bad? The question is, do you think what do you think is more important, art or politics, right? Art or social politics or, you know, the right opinions and that sort of stuff. And one what generally people look at everything else through the lens that's most important to them Ooh. so if you think com if you think making the best things the most important you don't think about those things like even the way the government kind of runs right they're like okay we're gonna open up a library but we also think diversity is important and we also think this so like the library will kind of work around or we'll make sure we do all these other things and then they'll kind of uh they'll work the original goal around what they think are the most important things so a lot of people think that and I mean, I kind of maybe it's a bit hyperbolic, but I think that a lot of people think that art should be propaganda for what they think. Right. Where is to me the 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 best things that people make, um, they generally are making fun of. They'd have a target and they are saying something, but that's not a requirement. And the whether or not they help or don't help to me isn't a, isn't a relevant on when you're making it. It's you might say something, you might make something and look at it and you go, ah, oh, what have I done? But whether it's good or bad when you're actually making it, it's like if you start like letting those factors seep in, you start to make propaganda. Because I like I'm you know, if I make something making fun of like, you know, a certain side or whatever, I'm not doing that to change anyone's opinion. I'm not doing that to say, oh, I, I want people to think more like this or I want them to hate them. I'm doing that because I've noticed something that I think is funny. That is interesting. Um, I would have thought otherwise. 
Um, no, like when I'm with my friend, I'm I, I like to try to do it the way that I would with my friends. I'm like when I'm joking around with my friends, the idea isn't like we're gonna take these ideas and spread them and you know change everyone's minds. The idea is I wanted to make my friend laugh and maybe argue because you know whatever if you're at a bar or whatever arguing for like the sake of arguing because it's wow. Fun. That I love because in my mind, I think that everybody, mm, I'm always fearing that people have, an, well, actually maybe I'm projecting here because I'm like, I'm tired of people virtue signaling all the time. And right. I thought maybe comedy might be also used as subtle virtue signaling. No, I don't give a shit. What the fuck do I care if anyone, sorry if I'm, I don't know if you swear here, but like, why would I care if anyone, like, what do I care who people vote for? Like, it doesn't matter to me. I could, I, I don't, I'm not even American and I've never voted. It's a, like, it's irrelevant to me. Like my, since I was eight years old, I wanted to make, you know, TV shows and I wanted to, you know, be art. I've, that's all I've done. And that's, you know, I think that I've done what I'm doing, what I'm talking about with culture. I've talked about this with a lot of other things that whether that be men or women, whether that be like the culture of a city, I've talked about lots of different things. These are the things I'm noticing. And, and also there's something uh, that, this is the counterculture right now and I'm kind of driven to that and I do you know have have obviously uh beliefs and a perspective yeah. but I could care I don't if I walked if I left a show and an audience walked away being like that guy changed really changed my mind that would do absolutely nothing for me I but if I if I walked away and they said oh that guy was hilarious that's what I that that's what I'd like to hear that's refreshing to hear that that's I, what I, I want to hear yeah yeah. Well, true. Like you're right. I'm sure there's some comedians out there that they immediately want you to walk away feeling like your political side is dumb and there's a superior or they <laughs> yeah, converted you somehow. And I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure that exists. I, I, I think that's what I'm getting fatigued on. And that's right. why I've had, I mean, like I'll give a classic example and I'm, and I'm not throwing, you know, uh, what is it? The cool kids say, I'm not throwing shade at them. Uh, but like a, uh, I'll go from the left and the right. Um, Steven Crowder, right? Yeah. Comedian, wants you to know that liberals are stupid. Um, yeah. And then I would go with a... Uh, well, those guys are in like the political commentator realm too, that's right? That's true. Like, no, that's true. It is. And obviously he's a comedian, but it's like as soon as you... I, I mean, it's a. I think if you're being like a comedian on stage and you're doing to normal people, I, I, I don't think it makes sense for you to to kind of you know, plant your flag down and start uh, spreading the gospel, so to speak. I mean, once yeah. you're bigger and you have a fan base, if that's like the route you want to go, I'm sure it could be like profitable. But the in terms of like those guys, if you're going to be a political commentator, you can't be like, oh, I'm just wishy-washy. Like you kind of have to, I mean, pick a, pick a place and plant your... The truth is like for most people, you kind of change all the time, right? But mm -hmm. if like you're a if you're a democratic political commentator and you want to change to the right, you need to make a big announcement. Like it is, I have now switched from the side. You got to quit your job and get a new job. Like, you kind of though described Bill Maher. Right. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> yeah. And he's kind of, yeah, I guess so. But again, he's always, she's always having well, these conversations. Of always, well, I was going to say know, he's edgy. Himself. Absolutely. Yeah. He's edgy for the sake of being edgy. I mean, he's contradicted himself a lot. Trump, Trump doesn't like Bill Maher. Did you see that one? Shocker. Dude, I mean, Trump posted this tweet. It was freaking ridiculous. He goes, he goes, Bill Maher, I just watched his show, worst show ever. He goes, uh, whatever he ever had, he doesn't have it now, which wasn't much to begin with. Like, Bill Maher, he, he looks tired and haggard. He, whatever. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he just, he just tweeted that at like, you know, two in the morning. <laughs> so funny. Uh, there's, yeah. Uh, poor Alec Baldwin when Trump's gone, uh, you know. 
that guy is really what what weeks haven't hasn't he been on Siren? Oh yeah, so many dude. The amount of people that careers were rejuvenated for being like for Trump or against Trump, like <laughs> yeah. there was. There was money to be made in the um, for or against Trump world. Well, truth truth be told, every president since I've been alive, basically. I mean, yeah, it, fan, yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. I guess Bush was like a little bit like this, you know. Which one? Um, one or two? I don't know. Number one, I wasn't. I wasn't around for that. Uh, okay. But uh, for number two, I remember like every band was making like concept albums against him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's a good point. Um, so I, where, where, where do you think, um, where do you think some of the trends of comedy are going? Well, it's sort of switched in my mind over the last little bit. Cause I was, uh, so, f you know, five years or four years, five years, however long ago it was when kind of the Trump thing started, it really, it was kind of already, there was like a blossom of this, of, you know, comedy, almost like a push towards like a more feminine thing. Cause it always kind of goes back and forth in my mind to ma masculine, feminine and, um, whereas, and then it goes from deconstruction to sort of just saying what you think. And I kind of felt that the counter, there was this war at five years ago where people were, you know, I remember I was talking a lot about that, like the idea that everyone's trying to be a victim right now and it's kind of hot, right? And all that sort of stuff, right? And then over the last three years, I really started to feel, get to the point where I felt like everyone sort of agreed, where I felt like 80% of the people in comedy clubs, if you sort of said, like, you know, like when they're saying there's like a lot of genders or all that kind of stuff, you wouldn't have to like pitch your case. It was kind of like you could just say stuff and people were kind of like over it. It felt like to me, that's what my instincts were telling me. So I kind of moved away from that stuff because I didn't feel like it had the same energy. I kind of naturally started talking more about like relationships and men and women. And I kind of was uh, almost like post that whole war, post culture war almost, I would say. But then in the last, I would say you know, it's kind of around since when the pandemic started and stuff, I feel like it's flared back up where it kind of feels the way it did four years ago again. So I felt like if you asked me this question four years ago, I had it all figured out or no, four months ago or five months ago. I honestly, I was like, I had it figured out. I was like, this is where comedy goes. This will happen next. And this will be the reaction to that. I kind of, but then this pandemic thing really changed the game. So yeah. I think it's a little early to tell, but I think your average person, why they're connecting with like my videos I mean, I'll see, you'll see it. I'll post this videos and like people on the left, the right, all these normal people are like, oh, this guy's funny. And then you'll see these like fringe people being like, oh my God, this guy's this and this. And, and you're like, I don't think anyone agrees with you. I think that people just yeah. think I'm funny. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? I, 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 they go I, to shows, they go, oh, this guy's audience is this and that. And I go, you know, I just sold out a show in New Jersey. I went there and um, you, my audience, it was like, you know, just a bunch of like university students and liberals and chicks and, you know, just whatever. It was, right. There was no political leanings whatsoever. It was just normal people that thought my videos were funny. And yeah. you know, the way they want to paint it, like anyone that isn't uh, subscribing to what I see is, you know, whatever the uh, woke thing. But I guess they still kind of run the institutions, right? So that's why they're powerful. Well, I, yeah, I, uh when i when a video especially on the on the one that really went viral on the woke versus racist thing um the comments were incredible dude every and, time i open my phone it was people yelling at each other <laughs> well but I, I at the same time like the amount of the amount of like this was i think my favorite one is this should be required this should be a no skip ad on youtube and uh, there was, this, but it was probably a 20 to one ratio of this is the most hilarious thing I've seen. And then one person out of 20 is like, I'm offended. I, I think that's, yeah. that's been the interesting thing is I, I, 
they're getting re- smarter too though like it all evolves like a lot of these like hardcore um people they kind of instead of saying it's it's like not uh because they know that no one cares if they're offended so they've started to try to be like oh this isn't funny and you're like stand up especially when you're talking about stand up you're like i'm i could like a lot of these people they especially the comics they're like this isn't funny i'm like i will bury you like you know i do i've done three shows a night for 10 years like i destroy like whether you like it or not like i'm good at stand-up comedy is not like these things aren't even really on the table so it's just so funny you're like these are objective truths that I'm good at stand-up comedy. You can not like it or whatever, but. I, I think that's, that's one of the things that I really appreciated though about some of these is, is that as long as you're not offended by the one out of every 20 comments, and I, and I think for some people that may be harder to get over than some, I don't know. Um, it is a little hard, to be honest. Uh, it's not, I don't know if you've ever had that before where you kind of have all this like negativity thrown. I mean, a lot of people talk about it and, I, and it's kind of one of those over talked about things, but it is something that you kind of go into or you don't. It's like, am I going to be the guy that like argues with people on the internet and retweets? And I think the answer is no. So you just kind of need to ignore it and figure out how to like, uh, include that in part of the outcomes in your, in your like game you're playing. So you don't get like so frustrated with it. Right. Well, yeah, I, I think that now more than ever, I think people need a good laugh and and and, and it's not to make light of the situation it's just to also like i remember even saturday night live i mean their little skit that they did on woke jeans the jeans didn't have a color and they didn't have a gender and they didn't and they had a zipper that went like the length of the same it was hysterical and were they making fun of the overly woke yes of course they were but it's saturday night live and it's a fairly liberal show and they're like it's hey man it's okay we can laugh and no, they, I, I, they decide more who's of allowed that. to and who's not, right? It's like the same thing, though. If you pledge allegiance to the church, you can kind of make fun of the church. But if you don't pledge your allegiance, they don't want you to do it. <clears throat> That's good. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's also like this cathartic element. So it's like, you know, we talked about changing people's opinions, which I don't care about. But there is this idea of sometimes when people feel like they're noticing something and they can't quite articulate it and everyone else is like saying the opposite and they look at the media and their workplace and they go, what's going on? And then I kind of say, don't worry, these guys are stupid. Like it's like a catharsis to be like, Oh, okay. I'm not crazy. I, I, I kind of describe it as if you had like a friend that was, you know, whatever, just an average friend. And you walked into a room and everyone's like, this guy's the best guy ever. He's so fun. He's this. And then you're kind of like, what am I, what are you talking about? And then your buddy's like, dude, his girlfriend broke up with him. He's having a bad day. So we're kind of gassing him up. You go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's the best. So sometimes you just need to be like, feel like you're sane again. And then you're okay, whatever they can, you know, every commercial could tell me why I'm the worst or whatever, but like, at least I'm not the only person in the world that thinks this is kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I think my, my last point is, is that I just don't like then if the, the whole cancel culture thing, you know, I, I've seen some people, actually even people that consider themselves left of center have their careers destroyed. Uh, and maybe they did say something that was stupid, but the going out of your way to make sure that they're gone or they're canceled is, I've never understood that. Uh, you know, it, in a day and time, we're supposed to be more empathetic. People are just waiting for other people to say just one misstep yeah. and we're going to cancel you. We're going to make sure that you, all your sponsors are pulled. And, and I think that's why people are drawn uh, on both sides to a person like a Joe Rogan in the sense that he's like, do your worst. Yeah. Uh, like Ellen, Ellen, 
like I, I don't know what all went on and if it's a toxic work environment and everything else, but like, no, it's gross to watch. It's all the whole thing's gross to watch all this stuff. Yeah. I, like even somebody that has been so celebrated um, and maybe is, maybe she's a horrible person. I, You're but having a horrible person and, and having some grace of saying like, instead of saying, we're going to go after all of your spot, like be a better person. Like that's, that's fine. But to try to destroy someone's career because you were offended by what they said it's one not time. They're offended though, right? It's because they're angry and they want people taken down. Yeah, I it's guess that's the heart of the matter. No right. one's offended by what Ellen did. They're just they like the idea. They want blood. Do you think that's because people feel powerful that they're a part of something bigger than themselves? And like you see that I like there was a skit a long time ago. Ironically enough, on Saturday Night Live, and it was like I think they feel like they're at war. Well, or okay. Yeah. And that they were a foot soldier and they, and they made it happen. Yeah. It's kind of like if you were a soldier in a different country, you know, you don't, you're, you're like, if you kill people, you're like sick, you, you're happy with that. I feel like that's yeah. the game that these people are playing. And they also don't necessarily see the effects because no, no one's ever seen, you know, a lot of times it does not happen to someone they know. And I think yeah. it's, I mean, it's starting to happen to women. So I, I've, I've noticed in the last year, like a lot of girls come around and be like, yo, this thing's kind of crazy. And you're like, yeah, because it wasn't happening to girls before. So yeah. they didn't see it. So they'd be like, oh, this is a lie or whatever. But no, the, the, the problem, obviously it's bad, but I guess the positive is there, it, it's as much as they are still wrecking people's lives and that like sucks and there, it is what it is. It's just, you have to hope it doesn't happen to you. Honestly, you're just playing a lottery now. It's, it, at these like mainstream institutions where they they've canceled everyone out of the mainstream organization and then they kind of basically they've set up this church and then all these people are kind of kicked out of the church right now and they're over at the bar beside partying that bar is becoming more attractive and that's why that's why all of the biggest people like they've lost control of their own institutions from kicking everyone out right like you can only kick so many people out till eventually the other thing grows stronger and that you've you know we've talked about rogan a lot but i mean i guess he is like a uh, 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 like the prime example of yeah. he's one of the biggest broadcasters in the world and he runs his own ship. Like he doesn't have a book. It's just him. Right. And they're the biggest comedians in the world. All of the best people that making the best stuff and with the biggest audience, like a lot of these people aren't part of the system right now. So the system is, you, you can only, you know, you can only kick the 10 best comedians out before people being like, wait, why am I watching this when the best people are over there? So I don't know. They're it's gonna be their own demise if they don't like get a hold of it at some point. Right. But I don't know how that's gonna happen. Awesome. Well, we've talked this whole time about some of your videos and your channel and all that good stuff. So, and you have a podcast your own. Share all that. Uh yeah, yeah. So my podcast is the Boys Cast with Ryan Long, and uh, that comes out every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and uh, YouTube.com/slash Ryan Long Comedy, and then that's my channel too. Uh, all my socials are uh, at Ryan Long Comedy, including YouTube, and I have a video that comes out every Monday morning. Yeah, uh, fall into that pet. I really have been thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, again, the, some of your the ones that have went viral, but and in, in started digging into your work. Uh, you I really, it. man, you go meta. I'm telling you that that Karen male Karen thing, <laughs> and you had a Venn diagram. I paused hey, yeah. the video. And started studying it and going, son of a dang. Yeah. Huh. Like a lot of thought went into that. So, well, I always thought it was so funny because I remember, like, a lot of them just come from like one idea that you can't, like, uh, you can't figure out and then it clicks or whatever. But I remember everyone was calling everyone Karen's and I was, I was like, there's something weird about this. 
because it was all these people were calling these people Karens and I'm like you're that's you like you're <laughs> they were like oh all these ladies are calling the cops on people trying to get them in trouble I'm like that's what you do yeah. so I'm that's what the kind of start of it was like uh, I'm watching all these tattletales like calling other people tattletales <laughs> and slight virtual signaling on top of it yeah I, it was good uh, I I've, I've just I'm so glad that uh, one, I started to, again, start some people and, and find some people that are just, I, I wouldn't say making light of the situation, but allow, allowing some laughter and reflection because man, we're all cooped up. We're all a little crazy yeah. and, and pushing the buttons uh, is, is I've always admired. And so appreciate your work. You're doing it the right way. Heavily you. recommend that you guys that, subscribe. Isn't it funny that like even, I've done like a lot of press and all this stuff. And it's like, even kind of what you talk, it's like the idea of you even say, you're kind of like, Oh, it's refreshing that someone's just like doing comedy. It's like, think about how funny that is right now that I'm like a comedian. And that's like my gimmick that I'm doing comedy. <laughs> like That's a, that's like, what, that's my shtick is that I'm just telling jokes like as opposed to lecturing no, you. Like, you want to talk about a parallel gimmick. universe? No, I, you, Ryan, uh, my <laughs> thing was, is that I was a teacher that I allowed students to think for themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I had a class called Innovation and Open Source Learning, and the class was, it was an hour and a half of what you wanted to learn. I just set up some guardrails and then, and then basically understood uh, how to manage you <laughs> and then how to, for you to set some metrics and then scale. And so people were like, that is so amazing. You get students to think. I'm like, I'm a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, but that's in some ways that's where education has gone off the rails. It became into memorize this thing so to go into the SAT well prepared. Well, yeah, what what is it for? We'll just do it. So in the same way, we're living a parallel universe. It's exactly that's so funny. Thing, As a yeah. comedian, you're making people laugh, like, uh -huh. and everyone's like so surprised by it. Yeah. Well, I, I, but, but given permission, well, you know what? That's a great point, though. Great point. You're giving people permission to say it's okay to laugh because right yeah. now, I mean, there's a lot of no, that, I get it. I right. Just, We're, yeah. I mean, like, there's plenty of things to be sad about, for real. Like, there's plenty of things to be sad about. There's plenty of things to be outraged about. Can we just a little bit of time, though, just to laugh at ourselves and society? Yeah. That's all we're asking. Or at least they that's on my end. Yeah. They don't see art as important like that. You know, they see that as art as something that should, that should uh, support their ideas. So it's just a difference of opinion. And that fight will probably go on for the rest of time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, to wrap it back up on South Park episode, half the town was a little bit country and half the town's a little bit rock and roll. And uh, <laughs> I like that uh, you have found a nice way to uh, be uh, rockabilly. Ooh, Ooh. there. This is metaphors. Uh, so sincerely, Ryan, appreciate it. Appreciate it. I will make sure I have uh, links in the description of the podcast. But uh, from from uh, this middle-aged guy that just wants to laugh and, and, and reflect, I sincerely appreciate your work, man. Oh, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Very cool.